Welcome back, it's me, the Susan Anime, and you are listening to Slop Under the Sea with me. And we will be talking about movies, TV shows, books, fun holidays, everything from other countries to does this still hold up to this day? From, like, rub brats to, like, as told by Ginger, to Movie Monday, to True Creepy Things Tuesday, to whatever I feel like talking about, because this is my podcast, and I hope you all will stay and listen to me and have some good old-fashioned podcast fun, and we'll try to stay as calm as we can, but let's get into it, and let's all have some fun listening, and you can also see me sometimes on YouTube doing my podcast as well. Okay, here we go. Okay, it's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast please stay tuned because the app is coming up soon 
And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ah, break it's now. just wanted to get a disclaimer that this episode may contain conspiracy theories about TV shows. Spoiler alert! Could be mature. Please, do not listen if you do not want to have any spoiler alerts. I am reviewing different shows, movies, TV shows, so if you do not want to hear any spoilers, please exit now. I hope you all enjoy this podcast. I'm ready and excited to get going. Okay. For a movie, Monday, Monday, Monday. I can't really boss my voice that much. I'm going to talk about a movie I've actually watched years ago. I was going to put it on the... Does it still hold up? And then I didn't have a movie for this week because the movie I wanted to watch was not easy to find at all. Zero percent of it was easy to find. It was very hard to, uh, okay, now I'm losing, oh there we go. Okay, so the movie I picked is a movie I've seen years ago and it's called Fired Up. And it is a very weird movie. On Rotten Tomatoes, Fired Up is from 2009, comedy, one hour and 29 minutes. It is not, it would not hold up at all. It sexualizes women, it makes fun of gay people, it makes fun of a lot of things. A lot of things. But it's also kind of cheesy, which is why people like it. It's a good movie, it's just not good in the sense of like would it still hold up in 2022 no and it was a prop note of its time but it's still funny and some of the jokes are like it's so stupid so on rotten tomatoes it's pg-13 it got 24 to eight to meter on a 107 reviews and for 52 percent audience score 1,000 rating. Though not as ratchet or juvenile as the average teen comedy fired up, it's also not as funny. It could be a little messy. It is what it is. It's a campy movie. It's a campy comedy that knows it's campy. They know it. They are very weird. And fired up yeah, if you look at the sign, they go, fired up. And, uh, well, this is my adult channel. I don't want to say it. Fired up is, um, it capitalized the F and the U and fired up. You know, two high school jocks decide to ditch their annual football training season for cheerleading camp, where they think they're... Ruse 
will result in plenty of hookups. Yeah, they're going to cheer camp to get babes. It's ironic though because they definitely have a bromance between them. Definitely a bromance. Fired up in a 2009 American teen sex comedy film. Okay, plot. Nick and Sh Brad Braddy and Sean Colfax are two popular football players at a fictional Gerald R. Ford High School who managed to get out of football camp and later calm their way into cheerleading squad after overhearing a conversation about the camp's abdent female population of 300 cheerleaders. Their objective is to infiltrate the cheerleading camp in order to meet girls. While attending a cheer camp, Nick and Sean realize that they actually enjoy cheering and they start to care about their squad, as well as the cheer competition. Sean develops feelings for the head cheerleader, Carly Davison, and Nick chases after Doria, their camp coach's wife. That one's a little messed up. Yeah. Compet okay. Carly and the rest of the squad soon find out the bully's true motives for attending cheer camp. Carly's boyfriend, Dr. Rick. He is definitely a Dr. Rick, alright. Ooh, he is just annoying. I thought the other two were just kind of like my brothers and kind of annoying in a weird sense. This guy is just like, oh, I call myself Dr. Rick even though I'm not a doctor. And I'm so handsome. Like, okay. And I'm awesome and everyone loves me. Dude, get over yourself. Just a little. And then he's calling his girlfriend Charlie, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, really curly frocks. Like, dude, what the heck are you talking about? Calm down with yourself. Also reveals that Nick and Sean initially planned to leave cheer camp over cheer competition. They leave camp after being rejected from the squad while attending a party at their friend's house. The guys discover that they are generally fond of cheer camp and want their squad to succeed. They decide to return to cheer camp and help the squad in their cheer competition. While the guys are doing the routine, Charlie notices Rick is cheating on her with their rival head cheerleader, Gwen. Sean and Charlie later focus all of their attention to the routine. The squad read Unites results in the best finish yet, with a perfect attempt at executing the Fountain of Troy, which is apparently a really hard cheerleading move in this movie, and don't, they are like, do not do this. And the dude was just like, dude, I spoke Spanish, how can you not know what I'm saying? When did Sean and Charlie later, oh, however, when the squad goes for executing the forbidden and menu, like it's forbidden. Sean accidentally goes for a triple backflip instead of a double like Carly and backflips into the water in front of them. The crowd gasps at the impact and the squad rushes to help, but Sean manages to emerge yells tigers before losing consciousness. Although the squad did not win the contest, they placed 10 spots better than they did last year. 
adult, and so Nick and Sean end up with the love interest, and Sean and Carly kissing each other. Okay, so this is gonna get a little rashy, a little bad, a little. This is just gonna be bad. Okay, although the guys say that the coach says, "Oh, don't I have to?" S H I T ten times. He actually only says it nine. Oof. Uh, excuse my language. During Anna McCloyd's audition, director will ask her to improv a panther move. She did a first pound claw and growl and thought nothing of it. After her first day on set, he asked her to do it for the camera, and her trademark panther's out move ended up being a running joke throughout the film. Although playing a high school senior, Eric Olsen was actually 31 years old at the time of that it was filming. The Spanish word for forbidden phase mispronunciation severe as a running joke throughout the movie is actually prohibited. Submitted to the MPAA 18 times before it was given its final PG-13 rating. The two scenes during the kit movie night were found from the movie Bring It On. Oh, really? The two scenes during the camp's movie night were from the movie Bring It On and were video cameras of Kristen Dunst and Lizza. Donna said she found this impressive <coughs> during a Bring On cast reunion. Written by four writers, created simply as Freedom Jones. Nick's line, Rocky Me Sexy Jesus. What the heck? This movie is so weird. It is so, like, it is so campy that it can be a little funny at times and a little like, what? Reference the main musical number for Hamlet, too. Actors... Jake and Juliet both had minor roles in the movie EZA. Margot Hansman and Eric Olsen's both star in NCIS, Margot as McGee's wife, and Eric in NCIS Los Angeles. Okay, Fired Up is a really weird campy movie that like teenagers like to watch. But it's kind of mean and inappropriate, and they cuss a lot. It's like inappropriate things. Okay. I can't believe I'm doing this. Since this is a cheerleading movie, and there is not much I'm fired up because it is so old and bizarre, I figured I'd give you some facts about cheerleading. Okay, let me start off with this. Back in the day, I used to hate cheerleaders. Probably because my sister made me try out for two different cheerleading teams, and the first one we didn't get in, and the second one, it never made it. It got disbanded. Because, uh, we were gonna be, uh, church cheerleaders, and then they, for basketball players, the team ended up being disbanded. That happened a lot where I lived because when we tried out for a soccer team, there wasn't enough players, so that got disbanded. 
I tried for color guard and then that got disbanded the second year I was gonna do it. A lot of our teams got disbanded. Because we didn't have enough players. And I was a gymnast. So I guess to me cheerleading was a little weird at the time. And then as I got older, I started respecting it and being like, and you know, mean cheerleaders kind of make it hard. I had a lot of mean cheerleaders that were kind of snobby. But when you watch them and you realize what goes into it, you get respect for it. Just like any sport. There's a lot more that goes into it than people think. Even I didn't know everything that went into it until I started watching and listening and, you know, I like cheerleaders after a while, but at the same time, like, the ones that I had growing up were just mean, and I was kind of a bad cast, so it was just one of those situations where you don't like it because of the whole situation. They didn't like me, I didn't like them. As I got older, I'm like, cheerleading was a lot, like, gymnastics with dance, and then you also have to, like, it's harder than it looks. Especially if you do, like, the competitions. Because some of them, you have to, like, be perfect. That's the one thing I hated about, like, gymnastics, ballet. You had to be perfect in ballet. You had to be super skinny. You had to be like, tall. You had to be graceful. And, like, cheerleading, you have to execute it, right? Just like gymnastics. And I like gymnastics, cheerleading. I like sports. Will I watch them? Yeah. Do I respect them? Yeah. I respect all sports better than I used to. Could I play a sport? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to try out for football when I was younger, and let's just say that that was a terrible idea. I'm accident prone. Even when I was a tomboy. I didn't care, but it happened. Like, I could get into a whole story about getting hurt on a ride at like a fair. Like, it, okay, fine, I'll talk about it. On a football fair, I decided, I was kind of mad at someone, I forget why, it was probably really stupid, or it might have been just because I had a bad day. You know, when I was a kid, I was in an abusive area, and, you know, mentally and physically abused from different people to not help. So, it could have just been too much. Well, I decided to duck under and when I scooped back up, I cut the top of my eyebrow. And I still have the scar. You just have to look like really close because if the eyebrow grows into it, you can't see it. But it was bleeding so bad. The woman was like, are you okay? And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you are bleeding on your head. And I don't want to tell anyone at the time, but I was so lightheaded and dizzy. And I've seen the stars, and I was like, okay. She's like, we need to take you to the first date. I'm like, why? She's like, because you're bleeding really bad. And she's like, at first she couldn't tell. She's like, is that your hair or blood? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I had to go over there, and I was literally like, maybe 10, 12. Like, I would not have done well in sports. I would have been killed by just the ball itself trying to come at me. I got hurt by a bathroom toilet. I got hurt by an amusement park ride. 
I got hurt by a plastic knife and a cat and basic things, so that wouldn't have been good. But do I have more respect for it now as, as I'm older? Yes. Did I have respect for it back then? No. Now I'll admit, I learned my lesson. And, you know, I tried to be respectful of everybody, but, like, it's a lot harder when you were a kid. And then when you get older, you try to respect more and more people. It's very interesting. Very weird. I will give you some information on cheerleading and moves and different things. In a few moments, I'm going to pause you for an ad break, I guess. Okie dokie, artichoke. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okay, dokie, Artichokey. Ad break is now. Cheerleading's origins. How much do you know about cheerleading history? Nothing. I know nothing. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's all a little much. I know there are some presidents who cheerleaders. Cheerleading is more than ow, 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 ow. Okay, what was that? Okay, did sleep just get in my arm? You know, I washed my face multiple times and said, oh, it could be allergies. 100 years old. In the beginning, all cheerleaders were men. Okay, see, I did not know that. The first cheerleader in the United States was organized by a Princeton guard named Thomas Pebbles, who had been a year, a yell leader, whereas a part of the pep squad. It said that he moved to Minnesota and there, he surprised the idea of organized cheer to support the University of Minnesota football team who are undergoing losing streak. In November 2nd, 19, nope, in November 2nd, 1898 football game between Princeton and the University of Minnesota, six male cheerleaders entertained the crowd for the first time. They were led by John Campbella. And the state is considered the birth of cheerleading. It's important that Campbella's first cheer was rah, rah, shiskuma, ha, wait, okay. Rah, rah, shiskuma, ha, rah, ha, rah, visti, visti, Minnesota. This led to the popular sisboomba cheer. In 1903, the 
Gaiman Sigmund Brinton was founded as the first word shooters. Women joined cheerleading squad in 1962. During World War II, the shift to mostly female cheer squads began. Pom-poms were invented in the 1930s and were originally called pom-poms. The status cheerleaders by the numbers. There are at least 4 million cheerleaders in 31 countries. Some statistics point to 3.82 million cheerleaders in the United States alone. As of 2017, age 6 and up, 97% of cheerleaders are female. However, 50% of catalyzed cheerleaders are male. 80% of schools in the United States have cheerleading squads. The most popular sport for cheerleading is football. 12% of cheerleaders are aged 5 to 13, and 12% are dancers. 83% of cheerleaders have a B average or better. Yeah, so here's the thing. People in sports have to have good grades. So as much as we don't want to say they're smart, they have to be. Or else they get kicked off the team. It's literally in the code of conduct that they sign. And you could hear about it in movies, TVs. I overheard someone tell that to a person. Literally because I was walking past. I was the weird kid and no one really paid attention to me. But I overheard like the person say, if you don't get your grades up, you're going to be out. I'm like, wait, I've got good grades. I didn't know that. See, learn things in high school. My freshman year, like, I was still going through half goth, half like weird phase. And it got really weird. And bizarre because I was like, well, how did I overhear this? And oh, I heard overheard it twice. And one of them was the mean girl that hated me since elementary school. And I was a little bit laughing in my head. I was like snickering because she used to make fun of me because my mom was dead. And so we didn't get along. And then as we got older, we tolerated each other. She stopped making fun of me for having a dead parent. <laughs> I don't know why she thought that was funny, but she did. But it's just funny that, like, I just overheard people say that. And then my sister had an issue where she had to get her grades up, too. So I knew that one. 62% of cheerleaders are involved in a second sport. Yeah, I think after cheerleading season, they go for, like, another season. Like, they're seasonal sports. Or they do, like, plays. Like, one of the cheerleaders was, uh, went to my church. No, she was a cheerleader and did the school play. And did a lot of things. And also, I didn't have money to do sports. I was poor. I was lucky to get lunch. So, you try cheerleading and no money. It won't work. In 1983, ESPN was the first to broadcast national high school cheerleading competitions. At the University of Kentucky, the average cheerleader is 5 feet to 5 feet 1 inches and weighs 97 pounds. Yeah, see, that seems 5 feet to 5 feet 1. They have to be tall and really skinny. I don't know why that's going on. The average cheerleading squad 
size in Britain is 18.4 and the average age is 15. Of the 85 million squads in Britain, almost 80 are British cheerleaders associate members, seriously. My thought never goes off any other time and all of a sudden it's going off. And it sounds like it's going off for just like a stupid reason to like a game or something. The average okay. Some of the most common cheerleading injuries are broken arms and busted lips. Most happen during pyramid. Pyramids are scary. Country music star Leah McKinnon performed Chile Chutes for the Queen of England. George W. Bush, Didway Emester, and Franklin Lissa were all cheerleaders. The cheerleading capital of the United States is considered to be Texas. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders were the first organized squad in the NFL. Texas is always where a Mother was accused in 1991 of hiring a hitman to kill her daughter's rival in a cheerleading competition. And important questions, do you know what groups have been imported to cheerleading? No, I do not. The National Cheerleading Association was founded by Lewis Hickerman in 1948. Hickerman had cheered from Southern Methodist University and the first cheer council were held in Houston. Hudson Valley, Texas. The American Association of Cheerleading and Advisors or the National Council for Spirit, Safety, and Education are important organizations in modern cheerleading. They set safety standards and improve training to ensure fewer injuries. Okay, let's see. Um, cheerleading news. I don't know. Okay, I should put names of cheerleading news. I literally don't know most of them, except for round -headed, a round-headed backspring front tuck out from literally Bring It On. That's the only thing I know. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. I know what a round-off is. A back handspring, a toe touch. I did gymnastics and ballet, so I kind of know this. Claps. The claps is where cheerleaders clap. Oh, claps. Starts with your arm side by side, bend your arm at the elbow, cup your hands together and clap. High V. To execute a high V, lift your arms, resemble a V. Arms should be straight and placed slightly in front. Of the rest of your body. Make sure your claps is placed in front of your face and your elbows are together. Hey, that was the claps. Okay, the high V. Your hands should be in tight fists with your fingers turned away from the body. T motion. Start with your arms by your side. Lift your arms to resemble the T. Okay. Those ones are basic. I wanted something like jumps or like fancy. Touchdown. To execute a touchdown motion with your arms until they are above your head. Your arms should be straight and your biceps should be touching your ear. 
Her hands should be in tight fists with your fingers facing each other. Cone. While the cone motion is not preferred, frequently in a motion situation, it is used in entry to cheerleading jumps. The cone is very simple to touch down a motion. However, your hands should be collapsed at the top of the motion. Jumps are a fundamental part of cheerleading. Each team performs a jump section and routine, so it is critical to learn proper jump techniques and make sure you execute jumps on the right count. All jumps should be worn to an eight count. A jump section is typically composed of a toe touch, a hard three, and a pick jump. All beginners may execute one jump at a time. Upper level terms may do two or more jumps. The motion explains early in this article by keep hopper moves. There are two sets of motions that are commonly used when being a jump. Below is the breakdown of each motion and it is design count. Okay, high V approach. Clap. Hit your V squat into a sitting position. Bring both arms down in front of you. Stack one first on top of the other without dropping your chest. Execute the jump, land with your feet, stand up clean, arms should be by your side. This approach is used for entry into toe touch. Cone motion approach, clap. Hit your motion squat into a sitting position. Bring your cone motion down in front of you, knee your hands collapsed on your chest. Execute the jump, land with your feet together, stand up clean arms should be by your side. This approach is entirely is for entry into huddlers and pike jumps. Toe touch. Select one of the jump entries to begin your toe touch. From the squat, jump and lift both legs into a straddle position. Hit a sharp T motion. Make sure your chest is up, legs are straight and toes are pointed. Snap your legs down and bring your arms in tight by side, complete the jump by landing with your feet together. Okay. There is pikes, stumps. I don't know how much more I can go into this. It's actually a lot more confusing. Round off! Before you begin, determine which way you will be turning your head in the round off. If you start the round off with your left leg in front of you, you will be turning your head to the left. You will turn your hands to right if you begin with your right leg in front. Start in the same lounge position you begin your handstand in. With your arms by your ears, lift your back leg while simulating reaching towards the floor. As your hands are about to touch the floor, turn them 90 degrees to the left or right. Pick the remaining leg and continue your routine until you are in a handstand position. As you snap both feet down, you will do another 90 degree twist and lift your chest up. Upon finishing the skill, you should be facing the direction you came from. Having completed a 180 degree turn, your arms should remain by your ears until completion of the skill. Back handspring. Begin the back handspring by bending your legs into a sitting position and circling your arms behind you. Be sure to keep your chest up during the step. 
As you stand up from the squat, swing your arms up and jump backwards into the head spring. At the top of the hand spring, you will hit the handstand position. It is circular to keep your arms straight by your ears to prevent you from hitting your head. Be sure your core is tight and your legs are together. Snap both feet down and lift your chest. Your arms should remain by your ears until completion of the skull. Also be careful the way you lay your neck. If you do anything where you have a headstand position and you try to like do it and your neck's not right, you could break it. Yeah, I know a little bit about this stuff. I used to want to become an Olympic gymnast, but let's just say mom did not like that idea. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. I, I, I might have talked about before. But yeah, that didn't happen. I wanted it to happen, but it didn't. It's funny though, because when my sister and I tried out for cheerleading place, I remember doing it. And most of the teammates in the first group, none of them had like, most of them were blondes. Or like, yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes. And they liked some of the stuff I could do, but it was also so long that I kind of messed up on some of it. It was also like my first child because unfortunately, you know, I wasn't allowed to do competitive gymnastics. And I gave up dance, which was a mistake. But cheerleading is interesting. There's some facts and fired up is an interesting movie. If you like cheerleading movies and a little campy and a little inappropriate, a lot of inappropriate. Oh my kid, it is inappropriate. I would not let my daughter watch it, even if it's PG-13. It's an interesting movie, so if you're old enough, check it out. If you're not, wait until you're old enough. But if you like cheerleading movies and old movies, give it a go. I hope y'all enjoyed this movie Monday. Tomorrow, it's True Crime Tuesday. Okie dokie, artichokey. It's time for an ad break slash sponsor. So I hope y'all listen and keep on tuning in because we will continue this conversation after our ad slash sponsor. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast today. And the sponsor and ad will be right back. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast. Please stay tuned because the ad is coming up soon. And with the ad coming up soon, I know y'all might want to skip it, but you should at least try to listen to some of it. Maybe it's important. I hope y'all tune back in for more of this podcast. And I hope the ad and sponsor is a good one, Artichokey. Okie dokie, Artichokey. Ad break, it's now. I hope y'all like. You can check me out on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. I also have another podcast. I hope y'all 
enjoyed this podcast. Bye for now. Over and out.